at the table with Darlene. Good evening. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you're here and that you're joining us on this podcast. We have a really exciting night uh, ready and planned for you. And uh, we're just, well, not so planned, but but we'll actually have a great guest that we're so excited about. But sitting to my right tonight, we have Tiffany, my daughter. And we're always so glad, Tiffany, that you are here. And would you please turn your phone off? <laughs> that, was off. that was my calcium reminder. Oh, right yeah. on cue. Calcium reminder. <laughs> I got those strong bones. Yeah. Well, osteoporosis is not coming in this house. There you go. Amen. Turn off my next one. Amen. Amen. So sorry, listeners. They shouldn't be surprised by now. <laughs> Tiffany, who's sitting next to you? I have Sonia Taylor sitting next to me, mm-hmm. and um, she Whoop. is the sweetest, funniest, cutest redhead I know. She yes. is all of that. Thank you, darling. Yes. With great hair. Welcome, oh Sonia. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and sitting next to her, to her right, is Christy Hale. Which is no stranger around here. Christy, we're glad you made it Thank tonight you. again. Yes, like two, four weeks in a row now, three, something. Yeah, something like that. Something. Yeah, I'm yeah. back. Yeah. Your hiatus is over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, we're glad you're back too. And of course, sitting to your right is Chris Norman. And Chris, we are so thankful that you're here with us. Glad to be here. And uh, so we're just excited to get this going. And we're going to. Just use every moment that we have with you, Sonia, to, to learn more and more about you. Uh, tell us what you do right now in, in life. So uh, my husband and I pastor a church called Freedom Church, and we have done that since 2007. Um, and we are the lead pastors there, and I lead worship every Sunday. Um, and I've been doing it the last however many weeks um, to an empty church, which has been inter- which has been interesting, but... Um, I've had my little buddy, Crew. He's not little. He's 20, but he is cute. He's and 20 already. He's 20. My he little buddy. Um, and so he's been up there singing with me. So that's kind of what we, that's our, our heart, our passion um, with the church. And then I also teach school. So I teach kindergarten at a school in North City called Northside Community School. And I have... Uh, 16 little sunshines that are trying to figure out Google Classroom as a five-year-old, and that's good times. I can't figure it out as a (laughs) grown-up. Right. I can only imagine how interesting Mm -hmm. that has been for you, Mm -hmm. I mean, for the kids and the parents. Let me tell you, you. the Google Meets, we meet every morning at 8.30, um, and I have had children sleeping, um, (laughs) brushing their teeth, um, petting their dog, watching TV. I'm like, look, look up here. Look up here. Um, and they do not um, really pay attention because there's, they're at home. Right. And they really, and there's they blankets. They pay attention when they're at school. They come to school in pajamas, like they get up in their pajamas. I've had one student show up, you know, shirtless, and it's like, oh, okay, we're going to get dressed today. <laughs> so how's that for everybody? <laughs> I'm sure that's been interesting. Yes. How about parents? How are they? How are they doing with? Are, are they wearing their shirts? Are they? <laughs> Thank of, God they're wearing their shirts <laughs> okay. and pants. Sorry. Are most yes. of them working with you? I mean, they're, they're working with me and they're working very hard. I still have a lot of parents that are still working full time, so um, they're getting dropped off at Granny's house or you know somebody's house, and Granny's trying to figure out how to get their 
grandkids on Google Classroom and wow. making sure they're doing their work. And it's been hard. It's been a lot of work. Um, I told somebody the other day, there's you always have that end of the year, like there's end of the year teacher tired. Like you're just exhausted and you think there's Amen, no other tired sister. but end of the year teacher tired. But it's 2020 has taken us to a new level because yeah. now I've realized there's no tired, like end of the year online learning oh, teacher tired. Like right. it's, it's, it's over. I can't even imagine yeah. because it's just so new and so different. Mm -hmm. it, it's like everybody, every aspect of our life is different and changed. So no matter what you're doing, mm -hmm. it's not the same, even for those that were are essential workers. Mm -hmm. It's still there's a pressure on them that's different yes. than normal. So finally, the world understands how important their teachers are. Yes, yeah. because parents had no clue, and mm -hmm. now they're getting just a tiny taste of it, little taste, and they're like, "We're so sorry." Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so can We're I so, tell so a cute sorry. little story along with that? I oh. have, I mean, I'm a retired educator, and I have friends who still are teachers. And I was hanging out with a friend of mine the other day. We were six feet apart, and um, <laughs> mm -hmm. she was talking about like we are. Yep. Very rural school. Uh, I had the opportunity to be the principal there. Super sweet. Um, lots of poverty. Lots of um, just lots of grandparents raising little kids. And some of the teachers in one of the grade levels did these little like flat Stanley kind of things mm -hmm. of themselves and sent yes. them home to the kids like with little notes. But they made them look like themselves, like uh -huh. little characters. And so this one mom posted and and she said, "I had no idea how important." teachers are in the lives of my kids until now and she had posted some pictures of her little girl sleeping oh like you would a teddy bear or a baby doll with her teacher oh she was holding her she was asleep on the couch she was in her bed she like she had several different pictures of this little girl with her teacher sweet flat teacher. Oh her little gosh. flat teacher oh my flat goodness teacher. and um, so and then the mom took the time to to share that post and she was like i just you know, school's important, and, mm -hmm. and I worked with the mom. I mean, I know her. She was very connected. She always responded to me. We had some different issues that we had to work on, and she she respected school, and she was, mm -hmm. you know, she was good. But she posted that, and I mean, how precious mm -hmm. is that? Yes. Just to say thank you. And then that sweet little baby at home with mm -hmm. her teacher, carrying her teacher around. She said she had to put her down. Oh, my oh, God. Gosh. Everywhere she went, she oh, was just so excited. My kids ask me every day, why can't I see you, Miss Taylor? Mm -hmm. Like, why can't we go to school? I want to go to school. Why can't I be with you? Yeah. I would want to be with you, too. Because I want to yeah. keep all of us safe. <laughs> oh, listen. I put on a show every day on Google I'm... Meet. Let me just <laughs> let you know. Can I come to that? Yeah. You You're invited. In? I mean, that'd be fun. Girls, I'm singing. You have to wear your shirt. <laughs> we go song. out of the camera, into the camera, out of the camera, into the camera. Oh, you got to make your sure. faces. I'm sure it's amazing. But yet they still fall asleep, so it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm obviously doing a great job. <laughs> but, but the truth is, school for so many kids is so much better than mm -hmm. some home life. Yes. And so it's their only out for some kids. Yes. It's sad when for them when they have to leave school and leave teachers that care. And so yes. It, it's... Yeah, and it's just as hard on the teachers. Like, we I'm miss sure. our babies. I would ten times people, oh, it must be nice working from home. And no, I would much rather be in the classroom well, you just with my babies. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just do. And I know it's hard for people to understand if you haven't done it, but you just do. They're, they're yours. They're my babies. They become, yeah, they're they mine. just become mm -hmm. yours. Yeah, that is, they're un unsung heroes, mm -hmm. even at this time, you know, because mm -hmm. we don't think that much about the teachers and the principals and and all the administrators and all that they are having to do 
every, every school district. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not there it's not like one thing across the board that yeah. everybody does the same thing. They they're having to figure out what works for the, for their district. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's it's huge. Yeah, it's not been an easy task, but we're making it work. Well, we appreciate the teachers. Thank you. Like Tiffy has said, you know, we've, you know, we've always appreciated teachers because well, we've had... Well, it's Teacher Appreciation Week. It yeah. is. It actually, today is Teacher Appreciation Day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I have a I gift know. for you here. Oh, I want to thanks. Share it's, a, it's a used granola used bar. Granola yep. bar yeah. That is, I mean, I really feel Pure special. Protein. I saved it for you. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's even good. got a bite out of it. Yep. And I, I you feel... You probably get a lot of those. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get lots of broken crayons. I have something for you, and then the hand comes out, yeah. and it's just broken crayons. That's awesome. Yep. Like I was hoping for this today. Mm-hmm. This was exactly so. This just makes me feel like I'm right I'm at home. I'm just trying to help you. Thanks. Feel home. Thanks. Yes. Thanks. You're I welcome. Really I love when kids come and they bring me snacks, and then it's snack time, and they decide. They Wait a minute. I, I I really wanted that. Can I have that back? Borrow <laughs> <laughs> that. Sure. You can. Not hey. a problem. We do want to give a shout out to all the teachers this week and to Lincoln Yay. School, which is our school that our church sponsors. Mm-hmm. And this would, you know, we would have made today, we would have made them a meal and then another one in the week. And we would also every day have taken them things and gifts and they're not there, mm-hmm. you know. And so we really do appreciate the teachers. So, you know, you don't hear a whole lot about the teachers on the news and everything as much as you do those that's working, you know, mm-hmm. in other capacities. Right. But uh, the schools, I mean, this is the most major thing that's ever mm-hmm. happened to the schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have several teachers so. that go to our church, like Jamie Shannon and Trent Hartley mm-hmm. and Jackie Hartley. So shout out to our teachers mm-hmm. as well. Who Absolutely. devote and give themselves. I mean, Trent coaches too. And um, mm-hmm. Jackie, and you know, so without, Jackie, when she didn't yeah. have the baby, she coached. But since yeah. she had the baby and, you know, they're super dedicated, wonderful people and, Yes, we so we are grateful for the teachers, and what a perfect time for you to come! Yay! Even though it's not all about teaching, uh, you're you're a very multi-talented woman, <laughs> and uh, we know that's you. a nice way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, I've known you for several several years, and uh, and what I, I guess my first knowing you, would probably be, in your younger years when. Uh, you all were singing. Mm-hmm. Of course, I remember your mom and dad right. singing. Oh, right. my goodness. Cecil and Joan, you know. Uh, you were raised up. Warren. The Warren family. The Warren family, yes. yes. You were my brothers ra- tried to get me to change my name. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> Didn't work. I mean, get try to get Chris to change his name oh, yeah. to Warren and not me change it to Taylor. I don't they know wanted, why they they wanted to stick with the Warrens, huh? <laughs> yeah, they wanted Chris to become Chris Warren and not yeah. Chris Taylor. <laughs> Brian tried to slide him a little... <laughs> Cash under the so table to the make cash it happen. And the and it's such a small world. Like another side note, but so your mom mm-hmm. grew up on Stony Point. Yes, like right down the road from my uncle. Like, wow! And she had a crush on him in school. So I mean, she, they Aww, I had three uncles cute. that lived there, and so we were just talking one day at a ladies' conference or something, or she'd seen something I put on Facebook, and she was like, "Danny Michael is your uncle," and I'm like. Yeah, that's my mom's brother. And, like, isn't that just funny? Like, what a small world. Cecil's listening, Joan. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it's just funny Mm -hmm. because I didn't know them and didn't have a connection. And then 
did have a connection yeah. because you guys, I mean, they're not even, they live in the right. city or mm-hmm. northern area. We're city folk. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought your mom's from Stony Point, just saying. Yeah, mom doesn't <laughs> still really think she's from Stony Point. Right, sometimes. right. Yeah, Because they've lived uh-huh. in the city for so long. They live in the city and... for so long. And even when she did live in Stony Point, they had like an outhouse. They lived in a little thing oh. and they went to like a one-room schoolhouse oh, yeah. until she was like preteen, I guess. And then my grandpa came back into their lives, and he moved them to St. Louis. So she went from a one-room schoolhouse in Stony Point to Melville High School. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, that was major. That was a, that yeah, was it was major. Show, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm going to say it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially, I mean, there were so many things, I think, about what she went through. There were so many things in her life that, because my grandfather left my grandma three days before my mom was born. Wow. And she was baby number four. Um, and he left, and she was taught her whole life to hate him. Because he left. And then when, I think she was 13 or 14, I guess, he showed up. And my grandma said, we're getting married again. Wow. And he's coming back into our life. And I was like, wait, you mean the Dean Curry that you call us when you get mad at us? That guy's coming back? And they did. And it's just, I think about how, what a drastic change that had to be for her. She didn't have indoor plumbing. She didn't have any of that there in Little Stony Point out in the middle of nowhere. And then she... You know, gets hauled into St. Louis where she met my dad and then had three amazing children. <laughs> there you go. So it all worked out, folks. <laughs> and mom and dad it are did. both it worked out. very musical, singing. Yes. And, and uh, you know, my my first really memories of you guys is, I guess, when you were all much younger. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were all much younger. But singing, Tenderheart. What, what year did Tenderheart uh, start singing? We started, we recorded our very first CD in 96. It was right after, um, right after I got married. Um, okay. We started recording our very first album. And went by Tenderheart, mm-hmm. yeah. 96, yeah, which we'd sang our whole life. We were just the Warren kids. Yeah, you were just the Warren kids, yeah. When I was younger. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were the Warren kids. So we've, we've sang together. Mom had us up on the stage from the moment she knew we could carry any kind of a tune. Like, we were just up there. And she played the tambourine. And she played the tambourine mm-hmm. like a mad woman. Still does. <laughs> Still does. Yep, she Mama can turn it. it up. Oh, my word. But, so we always sang together, but in 96, we decided to form an official group and we like became tenderheart 96 yeah we were i mean dance moves and all really yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was yeah. the choreographer of course, mm-hmm. of course i was pretty were. amazing sure still are yeah and i know i got so, the moves people. uh and at the time you you were all part of life church at mm-hmm. that time? christian we... church at the time with pastor rick shelton yeah yep we started going back there in the eight it was in the 80s when we started going there mm-hmm. and and so uh now you, how long did you guys sing together uh, as Tenderheart before you all moved into different? We started in '96, and I think '99 was when we all started having children. Um, we had Joshua, who is now 22, um, but and then we had Tyler, and Tyler was a Calicky baby. And we realized children on a bus traveling across country was not as enjoyable as we thought it was going to be. (laughs) Um, And so we kind of started slowing down a little bit. It was a little harder to kind of bring the family everywhere and to load everybody up when you're dealing with not just one family, but three families. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I got pregnant with my first with crew, things really kind of slowed down. And then my husband and I accepted a job down in um, Houston, Texas, with Lakewood Church, and so then it really slowed down. And oh, we all so just kind of started. Yeah, you were youth pastors? We were. At, at yep, Lakewood? At yeah. Lakewood. 
That was uh, right after John. Right after John, John passed, passed away. Pastor John passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's been a few years ago. Wow. Long time. Yeah, now, was it uh, before that was when you all traveled with Rodney? Mm-hmm. Yep, Rodney we traveled with Rodney Howard Brown from the summer of 97 until 99. And even in 99, um, it was probably the summer of 99 when he went to New York, and he was in New York for a long time. Things We started kind of doing our own thing, spreading out, kind of breaking off a little bit. I hate to say that word, breaking off, but you know what I mean. Like just kind of stepping away, doing our own thing on some things, and then it just kind of slowed a little bit. Down right. even more, and and then you all kind of moved in different places, and mm-hmm. so when you started coming to uh, our women around the world mm-hmm. conferences, what year was that? Do you Gosh. remember? I don't remember. I don't either. It seemed like you've been you've been. I coming feel like I've just s- always been. Here. I know. You mostly have, I mm-hmm. believe. I, I think you had only had a like few before I came, mm-hmm. and then you've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. I think so. You and Eric came for mm-hmm. the first. Two or three years by yourself, yes. and, yep. then and then Brian, Brian started. Him. We started yep. flying him in, and gosh, what a treat you are! I mean, you all are so amazing, but you have such an individual life too, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's that's what's. It is wonderful that we can all kind of have our own ministries, um, and do our own thing outside. But it's always just so wonderful when we all come back together. We always say, like, it's so nice to, you know, you that you individually can function in the gifts that God has given you. But there's something so special when the three of us come back together. It's like, ah, oh, there it is. There's you know, do that annoying. anywhere else? I mean, did the three of you get together at any other place or point It's time, very few it and just... far between, especially now that Brian's moved away again and... He you always know. runs away. He always he runs away. Whatever. Because I know you all three just say, "I can't wait oh, to come wow. home. I can't wait to come home. I can't." Mm-hmm. There, you guys are all three. I was so excited about coming, mm-hmm. and I just wonder because it's kind of the the time of year where we all get together. It too. is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, and Josh Dirk, I thought it was so funny mm-hmm. on on the video the other night because he said, "I thought maybe you'd call this meeting to tell us that you were canceling totally." Mm-hmm. And because and you all have. I don't know. Did you have a relationship with Josh? We knew him because of of Pastor Bob Smith. Mm -hmm. So we kind of knew him. I think my brothers probably knew him more than I did. I was just the crazy teenage girl that was like, hey, and went on my way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think my brothers probably knew him more than I did growing up. But I knew of Mm -hmm. Josh Mm -hmm. that whole time. But But it's become a really strong Mm -hmm. family unit that gets together once a year. But it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just supernatural. It really is, and that's why so many people, you know, love to come. And, and the calls from pastors and people, are you going? Are mm-hmm. you having the conference mm-hmm. or are you not having the conference? It's it's been really amazing, and so mm-hmm. we're we're looking forward to that time when we can, and hopefully mm-hmm. too soon, not too not too long from now, we'll be able to. But uh, I just wanted to ask you a question and sure. ask if you'd kind of share a little bit with your journey as an individual mm-hmm. because you're so highly talented and gifted and, and you are thank you uh god has just supernaturally uh gifted you uh, not only to sing but but to teach and and you have such a wonderful personality but tell us a little bit about your struggle mm-hmm. growing up and your life and and how you handled some things that you wish you could have done differently but where you're at today yeah so obviously we grew up in a very i like to say strict home um I was joking with my dad that I was not even allowed to wear pants to church the first time I wore pants to church I was 14 
and um, I begged to wear pants because we were having a softball tournament at youth on a Wednesday night, and I wanted to wear pants. And my dad said, you don't wear pants. You don't wear pants in the house of God. And you're going to be in the church. And you're not wearing pants. And I said, Dad, please. Do not make me play softball in a skirt. And my mom proceeded to try to convince my dad that me wearing pants to church on a Wednesday night was not going to send me to the hot place. Like, it just wasn't going to ruin my salvation, right? So she finally talked to my dad. I will never forget walking through those doors in pants. I thought I had arrived, baby. I'm at church in some pants. Look at me. This is amazing. Check me out. You know what I mean? Um, So super stoked about my pants on a Wednesday night. Um, But I grew up, that's the kind of home that we we grew up in. Um, And we just went to church. Like, that's what we did. If the doors were open, if there was a service, the Warren family, we were there, right? So I um, was raised in that, and then I went to college. I always had a, you know, great home life. I wasn't, you know, there wasn't anything major that went on in my world. Um, And I went to college and got a newfound freedom that I think a lot of college students kind of find. And I realized, looking back, hindsight, now that I'm older and I can look back, I realized that all those years of being with my mom and dad under that household, always going to church, that really I had just found myself sheltered underneath their umbrella of salvation. Mm -hmm. And I just, I never, it was never mine. Mm -hmm. Like I just did it. You know what I mean? It's what I did. It's how we function as a family. It's what, Mm -hmm. it's what you do. You go to church. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's such a scary place as a kid, especially when you've been raised in church, because then you get out into the real world, so to speak. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Joan Delilah is nowhere to be found. Girl's going to get into some trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> so she wasn't there. I got a full-ride scholarship to college to sing in a, a ministry group at Missouri Baptist. And so they weren't paying for my college. Mm-hmm. I was 18. Oh, boy. It was on. What a you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and I didn't go crazy. I was never a partier. I was never any of those things because deep down inside, I knew God was real. So there was a healthy fear of God along with a healthy fear of my mama mm-hmm. that I knew mom would in three seconds show up on that campus and, you know, knock me out in front of the whole school and not think twice about it, right? Because she firmly believes in the scripture spare the rod, you will spoil the child. <laughs> Um, so she spared no run. <laughs> so we, but once I got there, I kind of started realizing that I had this newfound freedom and I started making some decisions that, um, that really were not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got involved in a relationship with someone. Um, it was a very serious relationship. Um, my parents just did not approve whatsoever of this relationship. Um, and I always thought they were just being, you know what I mean? You're trying to control my life. You're trying to tell me Mm -hmm. who and what and where and why. And I thought at the time that's what it was. But really, it's interesting because right before I went to college, I went with my parents to a service and there was a, a gentleman there. And I honestly, I don't even remember his name. And he called me out in front of everybody and he said, I have a word from the Lord for you. And I was like, okay. When you're 17, I was 17 at the time. I was like, "Mm, what what are you going to say? And his words to me were, be careful. 
The enemy is setting a trap. Mm. Whoa. Be careful. Choose carefully. Because the enemy, I can see the trap. Mm. And if you don't listen, and if you don't pay attention, you're going to fall into that trap, and there's going to be a lot of hurt that comes with it. And it went in one ear and out the other. And even while I was going through it, my mom kept saying, do you remember what, you know, the guy said? I don't even know his name. Do you remember what he said? And I actually still have it on cassette tape. And I've listened to it a few times as an adult. And it just breaks me every time. Like, stupid, stupid, stupid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But I got involved in this relationship. And it was not a good relationship. Um, In the end, it was a relationship that made me feel worthless. That made me feel Mm -hmm. like I was not good enough on my own. Mm -hmm. That on my own two feet... um, it was unstable, and I needed that person to be my support. Mm-hmm. And if without, I was made to feel that without this person, mm-hmm. I was never going to make it. Right. And then you begin to feel that manipulation, and then when things are going wrong, and, and you confront like, hey, you shouldn't say that, or you shouldn't do that. And then that, that other side of the relationship says, I don't have to take this. Well, you're so afraid yeah. of being without because mm-hmm. you've already felt Without this person, I, I, I can't function. Mm-hmm. So when they say, you know what, I don't have to take that, I'm out. Then you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please don't leave. Because all of my security was wrapped up in that one Oof. relationship. Yeah. Because I had, you know, gotten rid of what my family, I honestly, I quit talking to my family. I did not talk to my mom and dad and my brothers. We talked in passing, but I, mm-hmm. it was it was the almost the full three years. Wow. No way. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. That I had conversations with my family, but I didn't have mm-hmm. that relationship. And if yeah. you know my family, I, that, very, yeah. close. I, very close. Very close. I mean, been, we I'm are just your mom weird. and dad. Oh mm-hmm. my. Yeah, I remember. Brokenhearted. Oh, yeah, I remember. I'm sure you remember. I do remember. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think something's really important here, Sonia. There are families that are going through what you're talking about right now. It can be moms and dads. It can be a young mm-hmm. person that was in your position. And, and it's very important that they hear what you're mm-hmm. saying right now because uh, you're, you're giving hope that there is a way out of mm-hmm. the situation. And so many of us has been in the situation where you feel like my explanation of the situation I was in, I f- almost felt like my salvation was wrapped up in what the mistakes that I had made. And that I couldn't function without. I become dependent on somebody else to make me mm-hmm. well so much. And that person wasn't capable of right. it. And, and there's so many uh, young boys or men or, or young girls or women that are involved in these kind of relationships. And so it's really, really important. Three years without mm-hmm. your family that loved you what was Yeah, and as a, as a parent now, you know, oh, when gosh. I think about my little, you know, I say little buddy, folks, he's, he's 20. He's not little, but he's my mm-hmm. little buddy, right? Mm-hmm. So when I think about my little buddy at 20, mm-hmm. and I think, I'm think i tearful even thinking about it, and me at 20, mm-hmm. like I know he's getting ready to leave for Canacook to go for six weeks to a camp. And I am so devastated that that little buddy, I just want to go with him. Yep. He doesn't want me to. I don't <laughs> know why. I'm so fun. Um, <laughs> but like the thought of yep. feeling that from him, is so heart-wrenching for me to think about as a mom. Mm-hmm. And I am thankful that 
number one, through that time as parents, my parents held on to the word of God. And you hear that scripture all the time that says, train up a child in the way they should go. When they are old, they will not depart from it, right? There's so many times in those moments that my mom and dad could have easily said, you have failed me. God, you have failed me. Mm -hmm. Your scripture, I'm reading your scripture, and that's not what's happening. Yeah. So you have failed me. But my parents didn't. They clung to the promise of the word that says, you promised us that you. I, I trained her up the way that she should go. Mm-hmm. And that when she's old, she's not going to part from it. Right? But I was finding my way, and they held to that scripture, and they held on to it so tightly. And to know... That that's how my parents functioned in that moment. There was heartache. There was anger. I mean, my mom and dad, they had to have felt the anger. They had to have felt the hurt. The frustration of it all. Um, Even my own brothers. I wouldn't listen to anything they had to say. Mm. And I listen to my brothers to this day. I mean... Eric's got to come over this week and install my ring doorbell because I got nothing without my brothers, right? right. So, like, I, I I lean on my brothers even to this day. I lean on that. I call them, and what do you think about this, and what about this? And But during that time, I really just walked away, but they clung to the promise that God had given. And for me on my end, I had to finally come to the realization that my running, that my running through this whole thing and clinging to something that really was miserable, mm-hmm was not God's plan for my life. Right. And what it did, it's so funny. My mom saw my now husband. She came. I was in a play. And I invited my parents, right, just to be nice because they wanted to be a part of whatever. And how far into you being away from them? Three years. Three years before Mm -hmm. you invited them to the play. Yeah, so I invited them to this play. And I was still dating this person. But I said, I'm in a play you want to come you know what i mean and mom's like you know what i i I actually think we do what they're coming you know what i mean oh no but they came and um my husband was actually in the play and had a lead part had a solo so whenever he tells people he can't sing he needs to go to jesus and repent because he's a liar um (laughs) but he had a lead solo and mom said he got up and sang his big solo and she said, I told God that. And she said, God, you see what I'm saying? If Sonia just wasn't so stupid right now, <laughs> she could have somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And little did she know that was her future son-in-law. Yeah. But I was still tied into mm-hmm. my little group, right? Um, to my little relationship. Was he, attending, he was attending your school. Though. He was attending. At he was singing in the same were. singing group as okay. me. And him and I were just best friends we really we hung out a lot because we were in the same same singing group and all of a sudden I actually believe it or not I got in a car accident this so this is that moment where God can turn all things together for our good right I got in a car accident my car got totaled and Chris was the only one my husband now was he had a car he was in the same group as me he had same schedule so he was picking me up and I was giving him gas money he was picking me up but when he during that time, I realized, like, oh, my gosh, he's so nice. <laughs> like, wait a minute, what? Why is he treating me so good? You like, this familiar is fun. With thing, it was huh? not familiar to me. Yeah. And that's when my eyes started opening, like, I am in the middle of my miserableness, and I'm missing out on God's greatness for me. Yeah. 
because I'm so focused oh, on where is, I'm at. That is so good right mm-hmm. there. That's a mouthful what you just said. You know, yeah. in the middle of your miserableness and not realizing what God mm-hmm. saw, the greatness that he had for you. Yeah. That isn't so important because so many of us in life, we accept the less when God has the more for mm-hmm. us. Right. And and so it's many true. times because we... Settle. Fit, yeah, we just settle. Mm-hmm. And that's what you were doing. You were settling. And, and you have to... Uh, I know so many times you probably look back and think... God, if I hadn't had praying mm-hmm. parents or something, where would I be? Where now? would I be? Yeah, where would I? Yeah, and it's 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 crazy to look back on it now and see really where God, how God took me from a path that I literally had just completely. He had a road for me, had even put somebody in my path to say, "There's a trap coming, don't fall <laughs> for it." There's a trap. Didn't listen. Fell for the trap, right? And it took me completely so far off course from where he wanted me. But yet he loved me so much that he didn't leave me there, Mm -hmm. right? I led myself astray. But then he's like, it's all right. Like, I was here. You know, I can't see my hands. But I was, you know, going down. You're going down. I had this path set out for you, a straightforward path. I veered off and took the side road to, you know, buck or two. And... Just went all in my own way. But God loved me enough to hang on yes. to me through the prayers of my parents and the prayers of my family, the prayers of, of people who knew me, and just continuing to pray that he loved me so much that he was patient with me. Mm-hmm. He was so patient with me until I finally had that moment of, I am missing out mm-hmm. because of where I've taken myself. And it's so hard to watch, like when you have friends or family, and they're making decisions, and you think, don't do it. I mean, you can see the writing on the wall, but you, you can't tell them. I mean, mm-hmm. your parents could have tried to mm-hmm. tell you, and you wouldn't listen. And But some people, I think, feel desperate. Mm-hmm. This may be my yeah. only chance. Right. What if I miss it? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, what if I don't get another chance at love? And mm-hmm. even with, you know, relationships and... It's hard. Absolutely. It's hard to watch. It is hard to watch, yeah. and it you. It's hard to talk to people when they're in that state because mm-hmm. they don't want to listen. They can't they, hear you. They can't yeah. hear you. And I it, couldn't hear anybody. It hurts my heart. I yeah. mean, like I'm there right now. It just mm-hmm. hurts. And what would you say to someone listening that are taking paths that wasn't the intentions mm-hmm. of God for their lives? Uh, what would you say? For those that are, are, are torn between something or making choices. And to parents mm-hmm. uh, that have children that are out there and it, they're doing their own thing. I would I'm going to start by talking to the parents and just saying, don't ever think that prayer is all you have. Because prayer is all you need. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's not just, well, all I can do is pray. And almost that, yes. this is my last resort. All I have left is a prayer. No, yeah. that is your strongest weapon. Mm-hmm. It is the very thing that is yes, going to bring amen. that baby right back to where they belong. And it is it is hard to watch them go through it. I mean, we, we've, we've dealt with it even, you know, within a close-knit family here mm-hmm. in the last few years with, mm-hmm. with, with me. And to watch somebody that you love make those same mistakes that you're making Mm -hmm. and you're begging. And I tell my kids all the time, listen, don't think that I'm just nagging at you. 
know that the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. So if I'm speaking to you, there's a good chance that the Holy Spirit's trying to tell you something, right? And as you're covering, that's what that is. But to them, it comes off as nagging. So we all think, well, all I can do is pray. No, that's the first thing. That should be your first line of defense. Yes, amen. Is prayer. So to the parents, one, no, God has not given up. Amen. On your baby. God has not given up on your baby, mm-hmm. period. Has not. He chased me down and all my redheaded, fiery, temper craziness. If he chased this chick down, he's going to chase other people down. So that's, don't give up. And for the person that maybe is sitting in that position, and you know that where you have walked and where you have taken yourself, it's a miserable place. I've been there. It's lonely. You feel like everybody's against you. You feel like people are just saying things to, to, to make your life even more miserable than what it really is. But in that moment, I want to encourage you that you have not gone too far. Amen. If you're going down a wrong path, right, and if I'm driving in a car and I, I get lost... If I keep just driving that way, I'm going to continue to get further and further away from my original destination. Yes, yes, yes. But if in that moment I stop, realize I'm going the wrong way, and make that U-turn, and what that U-turn is, that U-turn is your repentance, mm-hmm. get back on that right path, then God will get you to your original destination that he had set for you. You, you have the power through repentance to go, I'm turning this around. I'm turning this this around, right? Can't you just hear the GPS recalculating? Yes, recalculating. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that's what he did for me. He had right. to recalculate yeah, my path. Yeah. And now I look back and I we joked earlier about my husband likes to, you know, skateboard. And he, at this point in his life, I mean, he's older. You're not old, honey. Kind of. <laughs> um, but like, he loves to skateboard. But I was a little girl. Like, when I was a teenager, like, skaters were the thing, right? And I used to just pray for God, if you would just let me marry a skater, I could be the coolest person in the world. (laughs) If a skater would just pay attention to me, right? And then look what God did. And all of my, you know, running and, and walking away from God and getting myself in situations that only brought me hurt and shame because of my repentance... He put me back on that path, and now God gave me a skater, right? (laughs) And he still, if he skates up to me and flips that board, I am undone. But listen, a preacher (laughs) skater. A preacher skater. A pastor preacher skater. Right, I know. Who makes beautiful boys. Well, that's her mother's DNA, but... I'm just saying. It's Joan's DNA for my It's I read. Delilah's DNA. She loves it when I call her that. It's oh, her middle name. That's too funny. Mm-hmm. I get out in stores and I'm like, Delilah! <laughs> she, she does love She, she does walks love away. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's, that is, so, that is so but fun. that's really, you have to have that point of Good repentance. Stuff. You have to have that point yes. of repentance. Turn around and walk the other Amen. way. Amen. That's so Amen. good. That's wonderful. So good. Um, I'm going to ask one more thing of you. Sure. And I know we're impromptu here. Oh. But uh, before we pray and in this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to just sing something Yay. in oh, your heart. Oh, I was hoping. I was hoping Because uh, there's such an anointing on your life to sing. And, and I just know that there's those out there 
that are in that they're in the middle of what you're talking about mm-hmm. tonight. Yes. You know, there there are parents that are struggling with because they ha- don't hear from their kids, they're cut out, or what they're saying is not important, mm-hmm. or you know, it feels like that family relationships will never be fixed. Mm-hmm. And then there's those people that feel like they've wandered too far away. How do I get back? Mm-hmm. Or how can I even talk about where I am mm-hmm. and and hide in the middle of their situations? I did that for so many years. I hid in my misery mm-hmm. because I just was I, I, I was paralyzed mm-hmm. basically. And and I just believe that there's those listening tonight. And uh, so just share a song from your heart. Okay. And uh I think the song that instantly popped into my head is um, the song Say the Name, which on both sides of that fence, whether you're the parents or whether you're the the runny, <laughs> that and in both of those situations, the right thing to do is to just call upon the name of Jesus because yeah. he promises in his word, if you call upon yes. my name, you will be saved. And we mm-hmm. think that as born again, we think, but there are certain times in our lives where that's all we, we have. Need, yes. I just need you to save me from yes. my own Amen. hurt and pain and fear and all of that. And yes. that's the song that popped in my head. That's, yes. that's okay Let's with you. Oh, say the name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus, say the name, so precious, there is no other name I know, just say the name of Jesus, say the name of Jesus, say the name. Of Jesus, there is no other name I know that can calm your fears and dry your tears and wipe away your pain. And when you don't know what else to say, and when you can't find the the name oh just say the name of Jesus say the name of Jesus say the name so precious there is no other name I know that can calm your fears and Dry your tears and wipe away your pain. And when you don't know what else to pray, and when you can't find the words to pray, just say the name. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this time that we've had around the table. And I pray for every parent out there that feels so distanced from their children. And Father, they pray. And, and just like Sonia said, their parents would her parents would have had the opportunity to say our prayers aren't working. But God, we know 
that when we pray, that you take those prayers, and God, you're working in behalf. And God, I pray for every person out there that is making decisions that are contrary to your will for their lives. God, that you'll deal with their hearts. And God, that tonight they'll realize how much you love them, and they won't allow shame or pride to keep them from you. That they will call upon your name, Jesus. That they'll be saved from their situations. And we just ask you, Lord Jesus, right now, every person that's listening, that you will do such a work in their heart. God, that they will see your mighty hand at work and they will have faith in trusting you for the answers that are coming their way. And we give you glory and we give you praise in Jesus' name for salvation. Amen. 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 Until the next time that we meet around the table, may the peace of God be the umpire of your soul. God bless you.